0: Hello, and thank you for listening to Living Wealthy Radio, heard around the web on livingwealthyradio.com, iTunes, and Blog Talk Radio. I am Teresa Kuhn, helping you live wealthier. Resources are available for you at livingwealthyradio.com. Today's interview is all about a new and unique way the solar industry is changing for the better. Just as Uber revolutionized travel and cryptocurrency revolutionized currency, there is a new way to do solar energy. We're talking about totally new method many are using to convert to solar and unplug from the grid with literally zero out of pocket. You will hear us talk about how society is so tied down to the electrical grid and dependent for their energy and how a lot of this is by design. But things are changing in the world of alternative energy. And that's what's so cool about this new option. You can generate your own power from the sun and not have to worry about whether the power company is going to raise prices on you. We cover a lot of commonly asked questions, too. So stick around to the end. Today's enriching fact of the day is that you can achieve your top goals by learning how to focus with Warren Buffett's five 25 rule. It's entirely within your power to master the skills and attain the goals you want if only you can prioritize and selectively focus on what truly matters. Warren Buffett, of course, one of the most successful men of our time, once approached an employee and asked him to jot down his top 25 priorities for career, relationships, self-fulfillment, anything. He then asked him to decide which were his top five most important goals. And after some time and effort, the employee finally identified the five things that really mattered most to him. Buffett asked him what he would do about the remaining 20 priorities and the employee felt he would work on those less since they weren't quite as important as the top five. But Buffett actually said, no, these should be your list of things to avoid at all costs. Nothing should distract you from the top five. Only after you've achieved those five priorities should you pay attention, any attention, to others on your list. And this is the secret of selective focus. So today's enriching fact reveals that the key to mastery and achieving our life goals is as simple as doing more of what matters most. It's too easy to be distracted by lesser priorities, which then keep us from succeeding where it really counts. By simplifying our mindset and focusing only on the main thing, we can achieve anything we want. You're listening to Living Wealthy Radio with Teresa Kuhn. If you're looking for financial strategies for growing and protecting your wealth, check out Bank on Yourself by Living Wealthy Financial. You never know where the economy is headed or what the stock is going to do next, but fortunately, You don't have to. Bank on Yourself offers proven strategies for families, individuals, and businesses to safely invest their money outside the market while growing and accessing those funds on their own terms. This is perfect for those of you who would like to fund major expenses like college, vacations, weddings, business expansions, medical emergencies, or even create a stream of tax favored retirement income. Bank on Yourself allows you liquidity, tax-favored growth, and complete control over your money. And it is guaranteed to grow no matter what is going on in the markets, Wall Street, real estate. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit livingwealthyfinancial.com. Joining us today is Rush Waghorn. As a socialpreneur and solar energy consultant, Rush has experienced firsthand the value of getting in early on disruptive, cutting-edge trends. He's an advocate for the disruption and decentralization of the energy industry, and he's going to share with us some insights on clean, less expensive solar energy. Welcome to Living Wealthy Radio, Rush.
1: Well, happy to be here. And, and who is this guy that you're that you're talking about? Wow, he sounds way cooler than me.
0: Well, actually, he is you. He's absolutely you. Wow. You're yes. Very you're very kind. So very nice to have to you here. on the show. Thank you. Thank you. And socialpreneur, right? That's a really trendy word. Tell us a little bit about your story and what you interpret as a socialpreneur and how you relate to being a socialpreneur.
1: Yeah, you know, I think, um, I think there's, certainly I feel like there is an, uh, sort of this movement more towards, you know, obviously money is a very important facet of all of our lives, right? It's, 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 it's a vital part of Keeping things going and all that kind of stuff, and so money is always going to be. And and capitalism, I'm a big fan of capitalism. So you know, we all need to find ways to make money. But I also think now there's a little bit of a movement, or maybe even more than a little bit, a significant movement uh, towards people finding ways to earn an income while also doing something that they feel strongly about, or at least that they feel whether they have a passion for it or at least a you know a um, a desire to make an impact, or make a difference, and, and be fulfilled by what they're doing, rather than just for the money for its own sake. And so the way I sort of interpret socialpreneur is really somebody who's, who's turned their breadwinning side of their life, you know, the financial, their income side of their life, uh, and combined it with uh, something that they feel also positively impacts their community, their world, and so forth. And so for me, that's that's a clean energy concept, uh, less expensive energy, uh, clean energy. I think those are. I think it's an important movement that we're in. But there there are many ways to do it. I know that you uh, educate people and, and help people with their you know growing their finances and handling their money properly, so that they can you know educate their children better, give more to charity, give more to church, whatever it is that people want to do with their money those are that's another way that I would even classify as as a socialpreneur you know anything that we can do that's that's positively impacting people in the and the world around us is really kind of how I would would uh, classify that term and the the company that I work with happens to be what's called a PBC it's a public benefit corporation so rather than just you know most companies that are most corporations are just a, a straight corporation and they're they are beholden to the shareholders. Their, their, their motive is, is profit and profit only. Well, again, I'm a capitalist. I'm fine with profit. As long as we're providing value in the marketplace, I think we should be a profitable, you know, people should be able to make profit. But public benefit corporation, which is, which is a, a hard moniker to earn, that is, that's another version of this uh, sort of socialpreneur concept, meaning the, even the corporation itself is, is set up in a way where Yes, it's a for-profit corporation, but it's also uh it it's it's defined by trying to make a positive impact on the world around it. So it's not purely profit only at for the you know, at the expense of anything else. It's profit in a healthy way.
0: So socialpreneur, profit benefit corporation, those are terms that probably our listeners are not too um Uh, they're not, they're not aware of. Um, and so that's, that's great having that definition and your company really provides clean, inexpensive or less expensive solar energy. Is that right?
1: Well, actually think of us as sort of the, if, if folks out there are, are familiar with Uber and Airbnb, think of us kind of as the Uber or Airbnb of, of the energy space, meaning we really are a technology company in the energy industry so what that means is and and what people maybe can relate to in terms of uber or airbnb is all those all those companies did was really a create a platform that connects people that are looking for a room or a ride with people that have a room or a ride and so now they've become the largest companies in their in their industries that uber's the largest transportation company in the world now even though they don't own a car and airbnb is the largest hospitality company in the world even though they don't own a hotel room or any Or any uh, real estate like hotels do, but all because they disrupted their industries with a technology that really just connects people. So think of our company as as that for energy. And the the reason that's beneficial to consumers is specifically with zero down residential solar, we can help people navigate. It's not like buying rolls of paper towels off the shelf. You know, solar is a a pretty involved discussion, or uh, you know, there's there's some takes a little bit of research to make sure that people are have the right situation for it, and they need to be guided through that. So, But the real benefit to the consumer is we cut out a lot of the costs. right? So the cab companies own a bunch of taxis, and so they have that kind of inventory, and then they have to maintain all that, and they have these salaries, whereas Uber cuts all that stuff out, uh, but still gets the person from point A to point B. We cut out all of that stuff. We don't carry inventories. We don't have a bunch of offices. We don't have a bunch of employees. So we don't have all these carrying costs that we then would have to that the other solar companies have to pass along to the consumer so we're always going to be able to offer the consumer the best possible deal because the fact is we've cut out the cost we're not we don't need to cover those those carrying costs or those or that burn rate so that's really what the difference is and our mantra is disrupt and decentralize we want to disrupt the energy i mean disrupt the in- industry uh because we feel like it, it needs to it can be a lot better it can be run better and it can be better for, for consumers. And we want to decentralize the utility grids because they've forever been basically monopolistic entities that can pretty much charge whatever they want. Yes, they have some government oversight, of course, but everybody's bill continues to get bigger and bigger. And there's a lot of increases over the last year throughout the country that are 20 plus percent cost increases uh, from Duke Energy on the East Coast to the California uh, PG&E on the West Coast, over 20% increases, and people just have to pay it. They don't, I mean, they want, if you want to keep your lights on and you want to keep your house heated and cooled, you, you, do, you really, up till now, you haven't really had another choice, but now people do.
0: Interesting. So what would you say are some of the energy industry trends that you've observed recently? Certainly, there was wind farming, so to speak, um, is that what you call it, wind farming, or maybe sure, maybe yeah, I just made wind, it that wind, time?
1: Wind farms, solar farms, uh, you know, hydropower. There's been – a lot of these things have been around for a while. The technology has been around. It's just that the cost – the technology has advanced so much recently that the costs have come down a lot and the efficiencies have, have increased. So now, whereas we used to power everything with coal, uh, oil, natural gas, we still do that. Uh, but these other alternatives are now becoming a much better option than they were in the past because they are now becoming even cheaper. Now, you know, speaking with solar, particularly the people that bought solar 10 years ago, 20 years ago, they basically had to overpay for it, or you know, they had to pay more than they could have continued to get electricity from the from the utility. But they felt like it was important for whatever reason. Maybe they, you know, they felt like clean energy was a passion of theirs or something that they really supported. But they were willing to pay a little extra for it. Well, now, the reason it's becoming so mainstream now is because that's, people may still feel that way, but what they really care about is saving money. And so now, now that it's gotten to the point where these, these technologies have become so efficient and so cost-effective, now people are doing it because they can save money, Whether whatever they believe about clean energy or dirty energy or whatever. Now, it's, always, it's also nice to know that you're supporting clean energy, and you know there's some benefits to that, you know, cleaner air, cleaner water for our For our future generations, but really the main driving factor now is, you know, people just want to save money. But some of the trends, since you bring that up, I've, you know, we've seen, uh, like you bring up solar farms, wind farms. You're going to see, if if people do any kind of research on this, it's very interesting. Like Germany, for instance, is over 30% solar power in Germany. And it's not that they're particularly more technology, you know, they don't have more technology than we do. They're not particularly smarter than we are. Well, maybe they are. I don't know, but I think they're just more willing. There's, I think, there's less entrenched entrenched interests that have been holding them back than maybe there are here. And I don't want, I don't want to get into a big conspiracy theory or anything. But the truth is, now that what we just discussed, now that these costs have come down, you know, I think it was Victor Hugo. Somebody said, "There's nothing can stop a good idea whose time has come." And I think that's kind of where we are with clean energy now. Is now that it's a good idea and the costs are down so low. And the efficiencies are up so high that people can actually save money with it, again, no matter what their particular beliefs are about you know, various political-type issues that I don't really want to probably get too much into. But um,
0: Now, if we want to go down that rabbit hole, we'd have to start with at least Nikola Tesla, right, and uh, free energy, which um... – whose technology was supposedly hijacked by, you know, the, the oil barons. But, um, and I, you know, and who knows?
1: I mean, I've, I've heard that. I've heard that before. And I mean, who's to know what the real truth is?
0: Who who knows? I, I know I, one of my favorite sayings is, I don't know what the truth is, but I know what they're telling me is not the truth. So who knows what that is, right?
1: Right, right.
0: So, as far as like solar is concerned, yes, 20 years ago, there were the early adopters who were willing to pay a premium because, you know, either it was cool or they were concerned about the environment and it was cleaner. And there are just always people that are cutting edge that are going to be the early adopters. And you say today, 20 years later, there's a lot more momentum. The The market is much more open. I know in my own neighborhood, there are houses around me that have solar and uh, they've had it done, you know, the last, I don't know, two, three, four, five years, and they probably did it from a cost measure perspective. They said, you know, we're going to be in this house for the next 20 years, and we can save X amount for solar. But today, especially with your company, right, um, the costs aren't really as prohibitive as they were before, because before, it was hard to make that case that it was a good deal,
1: yeah, a major thing that changed, not only has the technology improved and the costs have come down and the efficiency have gone up, that's a main driving factor, but really the financing changed. About three years ago, the mortgage rules, the lending rules changed so that now solar is classified as, a, as an asset, which is truly what it is. People, when, when people get zero down solar, they are now, instead of spending that 100 200 $300 a month to the utility, which is a liability payment that you're paying every month till the day you die, now you're putting that same money into an asset. So you're buying an asset. It's the same thing as either renting a car forever or going ahead and buying it. You have payments when you buy a car, but then those payments end. And so that's really... So what happened was the lending rules changed, which enabled financing to offer low-interest, zero-down loans, whereas beforehand, people had to pay cash for a solar system. Maybe it's $20,000, and they would have to come out and do that. Well, a lot of times, people would choose to redo their kitchen instead, right? Totally understandable, because it, it didn't... people you know, they just didn't sit down and do the math or, or it's harder to get that loan. But now when it's really a zero down loan and people just are able to switch the payment from the utility that they're paying and now they just pay it to a different recipient and instead of paying this liability payment, now they're building an asset. That's, that's when people start to go, well, wait a minute, now this, this makes tons of sense and it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it costs me anything. And in fact, it really doesn't. Yes, it costs, but it's the same, it's they're using the same money that you're spending anyway. So it's not an out-of-pocket expense. It's just a redirection of funds. And I, th- I think that's really what people are starting to understand and why there's so much momentum. One of the things I tell people is, you know, when I was a kid, if you wore your bicycle helmet or you wore your seatbelt in the car, you were kind of the, the dorky one, right? But now, if you don't wear your bicycle helmet or you don't wear your seatbelt, you're, you're kind of the dumb one, right? And I think that right. Right now we think we think that, hey, the people that don't have solar are, are certainly – that's the norm. I mean, there's solars on less than – Three percent of all households right now in America, but in five to ten years, myself and a lot of people I work with believe that you're going to be kind of the odd man out if you don't have solar. There's so much innovation going on in this industry. In fact, my wife just bought a solar last week. She bought a solar swimming pool, uh, the thing that floats around the swimming pool and, and keeps it clean. Right, it's solar powered, so it gets its sun, it gets its power from the sun, and it floats around the pool and drops out the whatever the cleaning agent is, and, uh, uh, and then it glows at night in different colors. It's pretty cool. You know? And people now have the, the solar-powered lawn lights and stuff, so you don't have to have these big, long power cords plugged into an outlet, um, kind of like cell phones did for all the telephone poles. You know, p- Places in Africa that never had telephone poles skipped that whole infrastructure they went straight to cell phones. They never had to build that infrastructure. So I think a lot of the electricity grid, of course we needed it. Of course it, it had to be built the way it was. But now we're entering an age where it can really, there's a lot of positive changes that are, that are on the very, very near horizon. And it's really, it's an exciting place to be, uh, especially for the people that are smarter than I am, the ones that are really technologically um, motivated and, and have that kind of brain. I mean, there's so much innovation and, and, uh, new ideas coming, coming to the front in this industry. It's real exciting.
0: Well, especially when you've got a a product, right. That whose time has come, so to speak. Um, and there's a huge market available, you know, if only 3% of the, you know, properties out there have solar. Oh my gosh. Like you've got a huge, huge market potential, As far as, you know, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a moment. You said something about innovation and technology changing so rapidly, and we are in the age of disruption. Every industry, everything is being disrupted. Um, Life is no longer the same, you know, and if, if you think... Nothing's changed. Just wait a day or a month or a year, and things will look very different because technology is just moving so fast. And it's Moore's Law, M-O-O-R-E, for those who want to research it. But you know, technology just moves at a very, very fast speed, exponential speed. Um, What if I invest in this asset today? I put solar in my house, and then tomorrow or next month or next year, there's a new, better, improved solar system that's less expensive that I could have installed?
1: That's probably one of the most common, pertinent questions that, that people in our industry get asked. And I totally understand that question. And really, the answer to that is kind of like, think of, think of your big screen TV. Five years ago, wow, 55-inch uh, you know, smart TV was probably 3,000 bucks. And now you can get a fifty-five inch for four hundred bucks, but now it's the seventy-five inch one that's fifteen hundred bucks, right? At some point, if you want to watch TV, you gotta buy a TV, even though you know for a fact that next year there's gonna be a better one out there. Now with solar, it's a little bit different because solar has actually just about reached its um, basically the pinnacle of its efficiency. Meaning meaning the the scientists all believe that the, the most efficient possibly that they can the most efficient solar panel that they can make is about a 28% uh, conversion of a panel that can convert 28% of sunlight into usable energy. And they're at about 26% right now. So there's not a whole lot of improvement that's going to happen with the efficiencies and the costs have already come down so much. Now that solar is less expensive than your utility payment, there's no need for the solar companies to keep reducing the price because they already are winning on price. So that, you know, at this point, it's really the golden age of solar. For people that get solar basically now, in the next probably 14 months uh, because these, the government incentives that are supporting solar or that have been supporting solar and that, that support all new technologies in their early stages, that all that stuff's going to go away because it's no longer needed because solar can win on its own, on its own merits now. And so th- th- the answer to your question is, is when people look at the numbers, my, my recommendation to everybody is get a free proposal, get a free estimate. Like, hey, you know, if your doctor said, hey, look, come on in for a free checkup, we're going to check you out. Who wouldn't take that take them up on that? My recommendation to everybody is get a free proposal and find out if your home is one of the ninety million homes that's a good fit for solar and will save people money. Because what'll happen is when people look at those numbers, they'll say, wait a minute, this well, in most cases they'll say, wow, this makes a lot of sense. It's not gonna cost me anything out of pocket. I'm gonna save fifty thousand bucks over the next ten or twenty years, whatever it is. I've seen some that save over two hundred thousand if they have a really you know large electric bill. And it's and that information's free. The question becomes, well, what if I wait two years and maybe there's something a little bit better? Okay, well, you can do that, but then you wouldn't have saved money for those two years, right? So that just really becomes a question of, of kind of think back to the, the large screen TV type, type concept. It's at some point you want to watch TV and so you, you got to buy it. Technology is always going to improve at least somewhat, but the, but the, like you mentioned Moore's Law, the, the absolute crazy ac- acceleration and improvement in solar has already occurred. Now it's going to be incremental. Now what's going to happen is that like Tesla and City, who we, we used to partner with, they've come out with these solar shingles, and there's a couple of other companies also. Well, they're not working very well yet, but they will. They'll get that figured out in about five, you know, in the next three to five years, and that's beautiful. Those are beautiful roofs, and so the diff- but they're very inefficient compared to solar panels. So that, what, what, what my point is, though, is that people are going to be seeing – they're not going to see more efficient products come out, but they might see more – uh, aesthetic products come out. Um, there's going to be mm. solar pavement, solar paint, solar windows, solar water heaters, solar pool heaters, solar, you know, different forms of solar panels, and you know, sleeker and sleeker. Solar panels have come a long way aesthetically, and that's really gonna, what's probably going to keep, keep happening. And really the next major trend that's happening is, is this battery storage. That's where all the where most of the innovation is happening now, or at least in terms of improvements in efficiencies and and decreased cost, is these battery storage uh batteries are coming out to where over the next couple of years the prices are gonna plummet. And that's really gonna be a great feature for solar because the the one thing that holds solar back is there's no sun at night. Right. So people are like, well, what happens at nighttime? But once you have a battery you don't have that question anymore. Currently, we use the the utility Mm -hmm. grid as our battery. We have something called net metering. And so the the utilities credit you when you overproduce, when your solar system produces more than you're using, you get credited that and then you can pull that back at night. So
0: So what makes you different than the guy that's knocking on my door trying to sell (laughs) me solar?
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of people out knocking on doors. They're, Tesla and solar City, as an example, uh, used to put people in malls and in uh, the big box stores like Home Depot type of stuff. But again, those are all very cost-prohibitive marketing methods. And so not only do they carry a lot of inventory, they also have a lot of salaries. They have trucks. They have solar panel inventory. They have all of this stuff that they're paying for that they, of course, have to pass that along to the customer in order to stay solvent. We don't have any of those costs. That's really our, our main difference. Think of us. We have gone out and vetted the, the best in class installers. Uh, we have contracts now with about 115 EPCs. That's the, it's solar installers in each local and regional market. What we learned when we were partnered with Tesla Solar City was they tried to be all things to all people and they, they can't do it. They lost 300 million. We saw this with writing on the wall. We, we severed our partnership with them on January 1st, 2017 and we, what we learned from them was, and then they later that year laid off 3,500 people because the, the financials just don't work. Just like the Uber, Airbnb example we talked about, and you mentioned, all these in- industries are getting disrupted because there are better ways. There are cheaper, better, faster ways to do things now. And so that's really what we bring to the table is we we have vetted out the best-in-class providers in, in each local and regional market, meaning they know exactly what's going on in that in that city and in that state and that region. There's so much there are so many differences of how solar is uh, handled municip- you know by the governments in each different area that a company that tries to, to to know all of that through all 50 states and all the different municipalities and cities and counties, it's crazy for them to try to know all that stuff. So what we've done is we've partnered with the best in class in each local region. Those guys are the experts there. So each person that lives wherever you live you're gonna get the installer that knows, the, knows the, all the ins and outs of your particular area and your region. You're not going to have somebody come and install on you that knows a lot about New York but not about Austin, Texas, so to speak, or, you know, I'm in Dallas. You're, so that's really the cutting out the cost. So we save the consumer a bunch of money there, and then also we, we work with the best local providers because they know all the ins and outs. It's not, you know, again, it's not like, uh, you know, buying, buying a roll of paper towels where there's not a whole lot of different choices, I mean, you kind of know what you want. Solar is a it's a pretty involved situation, and so um, that's that's really where we we are very different than than any anything anybody else can get to. We actually have a there's a website called Freesolarwebinar.com where people can go watch this webinar, and they can learn how to evaluate solar. So rather than getting sold by somebody who knocks on your door or whatever, nothing against people that are knocking on doors, but they're going to try to sell you something, right? They want to sell you what they're they want you to buy what they're selling, and that's fine. That's the American way, but freesolarwebinar.com teaches people, hey, here's how to go out. Here's how to take, a, t- take control of the situation and learn how to evaluate and buy solar rather than being a recipient of a, of a sales pitch, right? So w- when people start to look into solar, this is a great resource, resource for people to sort of keep control in their own hands. And so we, that's what we, we really – I really think of myself as an educator. I mean, yes, I do sell solar, but really it's because I don't do the selling. I say, look, here are the numbers. These numbers make sense. You know, now it's up to you. I don't, you know, I just want what's, what's, what's right for people. And I just think that, you know, as more and more people understand that this isn't what it was 10 years ago or even five years ago, and wow, I can do this for nothing out of pocket, and wow, I can do this for this payment that I'm already sending somewhere else, and I can redirect the payment, I think that's when people start to go, oh, no, wait a minute. This You know, this is pretty cool.
0: Well, and everything that you've said about yourself, I I happen to know you personally, and I invited you on Living Wealthy Radio because I felt that uh, there's nothing wrong with with people making a living knocking on doors at all. But I just loved. Your integrity and how you shared—you gave us a proposal on solar, and I love how you educated us. And it was no pressure. It was here are the facts. This is what what you can do, and the savings that you're going to have. And it just made so much sense to us. Um, so I really appreciated your knowledge and how you guys are disrupting the industry, and how you guys have positioned yourself as a as a market leader doing things. So that the consumer, it's, it's a it's a 360 win is one of my favorite expressions. It's a, it's a win-win. It's a win for everybody. And so I do urge you, Living Wealthy Radio listeners, to go to the website and check it out. Now, Rush, is this your website? Um, freesolarworld.com. Can they contact you through that website?
1: Absolutely. Freesolarworld.com is a way where people can go. And uh, if they'd like to put their address information in, we can get them. Started on getting, a, getting some free information, a free design for their house, find out if their roof is a good fit for solar um, and if their particular situation is a good fit. And we, we love doing it, and it's all free. We walk them through it. We guide them through this jungle. That, that's another thing is I feel like we're really kind of the Sherpas of the solar industry. We just really want to guide people through this. Because, it's, like I said, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a pretty involved deal. So freesolarworld.com uh, is a way to, to contact me to get some free information. And then the freesolarwebinar.com, is if people want to sort of learn how to sort of take control of the process themselves, learn what questions to ask, learn what the value proposition of solar is. It's, a, it's an educational site, um, and they can – they can, if they go to that one, when they register for that webinar, I get notified, and I, I usually – you know, I'll reach out and say, hey, you know, here's my contact info if I can be of help. So I'm always happy to help with that.
0: So, Rush, right now, there's a really compelling reason to get started with solar before the end of the year. Can you quickly touch on that?
1: Well, yeah, as I, was, I, I touched on it earlier, There's a solar has gotten to the point now where it stands on its own two feet. But there are still, there's this legacy federal tax incentive program. that So 30% of the cost of a solar system is, is uh, rebated in the form of a tax, a tax incentive, excuse me, a tax credit so and that's going away it actually ends at the end of 2019 well it'll step down to 26 percent for one year then 22 percent and then it'll go away uh and so if people are looking at solar it's really there's there's never it's always there's no time like the present always always get the information and for people that go solar now right at the end of the year they would then get that tax credit right around the corner there's there's a little bit of urgency there if it's the right situation and again we you know we walked everybody through that and if if uh, for those people that that want to access that, that's uh, it's a really it's a, just an extra, but it's basically free money, frankly. Because again, the solar systems stand on their own, stand on their own. They're they're valuable. They will save people money uh, without that tax credit. But why not why not get another, you know, five, eight, ten, twelve grand back uh, just because it's there for the taking?
0: Right, and and for people to understand, a tax credit is different then a tax deduction and tax credit says if you're if you owe the irs ten thousand dollars and your tax credit is ten thousand dollars you actually owe zero so it's
1: exactly dollar for for dollar for people that pay taxes it it is as close to cash as you can as you know it's basically cash because basically now you don't owe that money. The only people that it doesn't really help are people maybe on fixed incomes, sometimes elderly folks, whatever. If, they don't, if you're not paying taxes, then then it's not the benefit that it is to folks that pay taxes. But anybody that's paying taxes can access that tax credit, and they don't have to access it in one year. They can amortize it over five years. If they, if they, you know, if they get a $15,000 tax credit but they only owe 5000 in taxes, they can take it 5000 each year for three years and basically don't pay taxes for three years.
0: Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on Living Wealthy Radio and giving us this information on solar. And um, your contact info, again, is freesolarworld.com or freesolarwebinar.com. And we will post this, uh, the link to the recording on the livingwealthyradio.com website. And uh, really, again, appreciate you coming out here and um, sharing uh, this information on solar.
1: Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for thinking of me and and, uh, look forward to uh, many future conversations with you on on a number of uh, endeavors that we have in common.
0: Thank you so much. You've been listening to Living Wealthy Radio, heard around the web on livingwealthyradio.com, iTunes, and Blog Talk Radio. Download or subscribe to our podcast to hear a new show every week. I am Teresa Kuhn, and I hope you'll join me again next week as I show you ways to live wealthier. Resources are available for you on our website at livingwealthyradio.com.